On episode four of the Amazing Starts Here podcast, we chat with a local guy from Holy Cross High School, born in Canarsie, went to high school in Flushing, Jalen Palmer, who the Mets took in the 22nd round of the 2018 draft. Bill, we rarely get this kind of guy. First of all, we rarely get anyone that wants to sit down with us for more than 15 minutes. But a local player drafted by a local team, it's just a cool thing that we find rare in the Northeast. Yeah, I mean, it's very rare you see a guy coming from Brooklyn um, getting the exposure enough to get drafted, particularly on a, on an, in an area like this where you're only playing for a few months. It's not California. It's not Arizona. It's not Florida. And then he sort of jumped onto the scene um, playing with some of the top prospects in Francisco Alvarez and Brett Beatty and Kingsport in 2019. And he was the guy who led the team in home runs and uh, sort of just number one with a bullet right onto the uh, the prospect charts. So it's an interesting guy, a local guy, and someone that we're looking forward to get a chance to to get to little, know a little bit more about. Yeah, so Jalen Palmer, you don't really hear his name come up with the top 10 prospects, but he is that blue chip stock in the prospect list, slowly but surely making his way up. So we figured we'd bend his ear for you. It's Jalen Palmer on Amazing Starts Here. Jalen, we're so excited to have you because when we heard about the Mets going local, anytime that happens to draft a local kid, uh, everybody gets so excited. So for the fans out there that don't know you or your story, where did you grow up? Where'd you go to school and all that fun stuff? Um, uh, obviously, Jalen Palmer. I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I went to school out in Flushing, Queens, New York, Holy Cross High School. So that's pretty much where I, most of my baseball really was young. Obviously, I would just drive a ball. Obviously, I was always short. That's number one. And then I got to Holy Cross. And I had this crazy growth spurt. And I was like, maybe I can be something in, in the baseball world aspect. Yeah, so how did you get from Brooklyn to Holy Cross? Like, what was that experience like? I, I guess, what made you want to branch out and, and go to school in Queens rather than someplace local? I mean, I, I grew up in Brooklyn. I went to school in Manhattan, so I get it. Um, but you know, what was that experience? Were you drawn to the athletic program there um, or what was it? Uh, yeah, I was definitely drawn to the athletic program there. But obviously, my parents, they want me to have a good education as well, along with the baseball aspect of it. So that's pretty much how Holy Cross been brought up to me. It was, it was either it's it funny to say that it was either uh, Holy Cross or St. Francis Prep is where I was going to choose to where I was going to do um, like go to school at really. But like San Francisco Prep is like it's on the same boulevard as Holy Cross, but it's a big robbery. So I'm glad I made the right choice, honestly. <laughs> and we are always interested to hear, of course, we're local, so we love the New York players, but we know and you know this too, you're not from California. There's you're not we're not in Texas. We don't have that 12 hours of sunshine and 70 degrees. So yeah. how difficult was it for you to choose baseball knowing that? You know, we don't get out there all the time because there's usually snow on the ground for the first two months. Yeah, it was it was definitely, definitely a struggle, really, because a person like me, I don't like the cold to begin with. So then to know that I have to play baseball in a cold, that's just that's just, that's just ridiculous to me. But obviously I, I got through it. I can't really can't really do anything about it, to be honest. So I just tried my best, honestly. Yeah. So in, in doing some 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 background on you, I, I, I saw that. You know, when you got into your senior year, you talked about your growth spurt. You know, you usually hear that in uh, like basketball guys who go from being a point guard to a power forward overnight. Um, so you went from, you know, being a, a, a smaller guy to a guy who, who 
is definitely not smaller now when you look at you. Um, so yeah. your, your senior year of high school, I mean, you're, you're starting the process of, of potentially getting uh, recruited and you're getting, you know, scouted for, for uh, potentially getting drafted and guys are coming to see you in a, in a gym, you know, hitting, hitting BP in a gym instead of going to, uh, you know, see you on the field and stuff like that. I mean, that's, that has to be an odd situation for, for you. And I mean, how hard is it for someone to really get a, a grip on the kind of athlete and the kind of performer you are when you're, you know, hitting in a gym uh, with wood floors and a batting tunnel for. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely tough to, to showcase your talent in that, in that, in that circumstance, honestly. But it's just one of those things that you can't really control that. Like, obviously like when I'm in good weather, like people know the type of damage I do on the baseball field or just anything really when I'm in good weather or I'm outside instead of being in a, a, a high school gym, and you got you got to wait for the high school guy, the high school basketball team to finish playing for you to start practicing and stuff like that. So it just I really couldn't control it, honestly. So I tried to just stay stay like mentally there because obviously it, it got to me a little bit. Like um, I got why the weather wants to act like this now when I'm when I'm finally becoming something in um, in baseball, really in the baseball world. But it's just I'm, I'm, I'm born and raised, so it happens to me all the time. Like. It's just something I just got used to, honestly. And once I got that pattern, I just being used to it, then it's just it's just control what I can control, really. And the, picking baseball, just because it's so cold, basketball, hockey, soccer, those football, at what age did you decide, okay, this is what I'm best at, I'm going in the baseball direction? Because it's not an easy choice. It's, it's not an easy choice. But um, see, like back then when I was younger, we like we only play baseball during the summer, so like summer ball. So we're traveling crazy places, good weather all the time. So I'm at, at a young age, I'm thinking that's how baseball is played. It's always going to be in, in played in good weather. Then obviously I got older. Then I got to high school. Then I noticed that yeah, this is it's not it's not really like this. You have fall ball. We play in twenty degree weather. But at that time, I had a love for baseball. But the age really where I noticed that I wanted to play baseball for real was. Probably, I want to say after my freshman year of high school. Really, honestly, that's when I was like, I wanna, I wanna become something in 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 this sport. Really. And what was the growth spurt? We all hear about it, but what was the freakish to be, number? To, to be honest, I don't, I don't, I don't. I was just growing. I, I didn't really, I didn't really know <laughs> a number or anything like that. You weren't sitting there with a pad, like, okay, today yeah, I weigh yeah, this. Yeah, and I, I, I definitely, definitely wasn't doing none of that, but I just. I just grew and everyone's every, every time I meet someone from like, I haven't seen them from a long time. They always say, Oh, like you, you got, you got a lot toy, you got a lot toy, but me being Jalen, I don't, I don't know this. I just, I'm just developing as a person really. So I can't really give you a number on the growth spurt, but I did, I did grow. I grew. Yeah. I'd, I'd read something that said it was about a foot in a year, which was like mind blowing to me, like going from. yeah, you know, Probably like, honestly. Yeah. That's, that's, that's like, you know how, why KD's so good with the ball. He's, you know, <laughs> at one point he was six foot, and then all of a sudden he's seven foot and weighs still weighs 180 pounds. Um, so I think you know you being from New York and you know having that mentality of no excuses. Um, you know, it, it's raining, it's snowing, you got to get better, that kind of thing. Uh, that's that's had to have helped you over the last year and a half. I mean, you the last time you played was in probably Kingsport in 2019, plus some you know maybe some instructs or whatever. Yeah, instructs uh, as well. Yeah. So. I mean, you've had very limited access to 
play, you know, to, I mean, I'm sure you found ways to see live pitching and things like that, but what has this experience been like for you? Um, even, you know, the, the COVID year and then going to instructs and that even got shut down early for, for COVID. So what has this sort of been like and how have you been able to get yourself prepared to head down to St. Lucie here in a couple of weeks? I mean, this year was, was, was crazy. I, I never experienced anything like this, to be honest, but I, it just, I just have more time on my hands, really. So it's just a lot. The way I looked at it is just more time for me to get better, whether it's hitting, getting uh, stronger, weightlifting, conditioning, or whatever aspect. I always just looked at it as me just getting better each and every day. But, um, but and also, like, during this time, I'm not really home. I'm, I'm either home, I'm either in season now, wherever I would be at. So I just – more time with my family, friends and family that I haven't seen in a while. So I'm a big family person. I'm a big – I'm a loyal guy to my family. So just nothing but just, just chilling with my family, to be honest. So I, that that's the blessing of it. I mean, I haven't seen just being here with my, my mom and dad, to be honest. Now, like, down in Florida, Texas, California, you know, you, you can – look out your window and find five guys playing minor league baseball that you can work out with. So up here, do you have some type of system or uh, support system with, with guys that are also playing, you know, professionally or on a high level that you can sort of uh, and push yourself? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. I have a group of guys, but they, they, they train up here till it gets too cold. So then they go to, to Arizona or Florida somewhere and I'm just stuck here. I'm like, damn, like you guys just left me hanging. But uh, um, during this offseason, I trained with uh, Josh Palacios, Rich, uh, Richie Palacios, the Palacio brothers. Uh, one play, one play for the Blue Jays and uh, Indians. Quinton Holmes also plays for the Indians. Um, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Far as professional guys, as far as uh, with affiliates that I worked out with, but now they're all gone now. So, kind of by myself, to be honest. Those first two years you spent, 2018 was your draft year in the GCL, and then 2019 in Kingsport, high school to pro ball, plus you're not living in New York anymore. Life is always different when we leave New York for the first time. What was it like to start living on your own as a young guy? Uh, at first, I, I enjoyed it, honestly. That that whole whole journey of being alone, it, 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 it forced me to become – it forced me to grow up early. To be honest, like I was 17 when I first was out to, to GCL, so I'm not I'm not used to being on my own at all. Like just waking up by myself, like none of that. So that whole that whole atmosphere and that was just so new to me. But I enjoyed it. Obviously, you get to you get to meet new people. And I still talk to to this day. So it kind of be always there for each other. But it, it just forced me to to grow up early, which which I needed to be honest. What was Kingsport, Tennessee like for us? I'm from I'm from Long Island. Billy's from Brooklyn. Most of our fans are uh, from New York, <laughs> the uh, the Northeast. You know what is Tennessee like? Tennessee was definitely definitely different, as far as atmospheres from a New York atmosphere to a Tennessee. It was it's just complete. But I enjoyed it though. I, I'm I'm into like exploring new places into the world. But that whole experience, I loved it. Honestly, the fans there. The competition we played, the, the team we had uh, as well, but that that whole atmosphere was it was just it was just ridiculous. Not not ridiculous as in like bad, but just like wow, this is this, this is just it's just wild. So uh, last night the Mets organization we had a, a an event where they put together presented by Citibank where it was uh, we watched a movie about uh, called the the other boys of summer. 
Um, and we had Curtis Granderson and, and Dom Smith on sort of call with us. And it was about the Negro Leagues and um, the impact that, that they still sort of feel and the legacy that that sort of carries on. So th one of the things that, that Dom and, and Curtis talked about was the importance of getting more um, black players, you know, into the sport of baseball. And um, I'm just interested in seeing, you know, what your thought is on what uh, drew you to the game and what you think we can do um, as a sport to get more uh, people of color in involved in, in the game. What drew, what drew me, honestly, was that obviously you see people, you see like the big league clubs. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not many of us. I remember us as African-Americans of people of color in the league. So it's me growing up and seeing that, it just, it inspired me. It's like, I, I like, I want to be the next one, you, you know? So like, obviously like Dar Smith, I look up to him. I, I got, had a chance to talk to him as well. Uh, this previous um, spring training, spring training, so is Curtis Ranson. I had a, a couple mm -hmm. conversations, but um, those guys really just, it, it, it's, it's, as one of us, it it, it 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 inspires us really honestly. But just just seeing them, like seeing them, like at the top level, really, and they they obviously Don Smith. I feel like he's considered one one of the best at his position or whatever position he's at. He's one of the best there. But just and it's not only him. It's, it's obviously Tim Anderson. Like, there's so many guys to choose from. But just seeing those guys doing it at a high level, it's just I want to be the next one. Really, I, I want to be the next one with uh, with a, a crazy extension contract, whatever, or winning a World Series or winning an MVP. Yeah, it just inspires me. Whatever they do, it just inspires me even more, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because that's sort of what, what they both said. You know, uh, Curtis Granderson talked about when he was coming up and he saw Ken Griffey Jr. And he was like, I want to be, that's that's the guy I want to be. And uh, Dominic Smith talked about Torrey Hunter and um, guys like that. So, it really does sort of seem they, they talked about it. It's, it's almost like a fraternity where, you know, they, um, you know, when, when they open up a series, they find, you know, other guys that look like them on the other team. And um, they yeah, work with guys sure. like themselves in the minor leagues to, to sort of pay it forward and, uh, and sort of push the envelope and, and get more people involved. And um, it's, you know, you talked about Dom, what he's done in the last year and the sort of the ambassador he's become not only for the Mets, but for the sport and working with the players Alliance and, doing all these things. I mean, it's, it's gotta be exciting for you to be in an organization where you have a guy like, like Dominic Smith um, that you can sort of look up to and, 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 and see his success. And I'm sure there's a open line of communication between, you know, him and yourself, given the opportunity. Yes, sir. Like uh, for, for example, like Tim Anderson is like my guy, so, uh, alongside of, of Dominic Smith, but just Tim Anderson plays shortstop. I play You're allowed to like other guys. Swagger. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, like the swagger he brings to the field, like the whole emotion to the game, like the way he plays, where he goes about his business. That, that's something I want to be. And also Dominic, Dominic Smith, the way he just ex expressed himself verbally. Honestly, not, not, on, not just his performance on the field, but just verbally how – we feel in today's in, in how today is, but that that guy, a lot of people respect him. A, a lot of people. So, and he has my respect as well. Yeah, Tim Anderson is not a, a bad guy to emulate. You know, particularly for a guy who's going to play on the that side of the infield uh, like yourself. So that's definitely yeah. a guy to definitely want to. Talking about making making a contract, he's going to be he's going to be one of the <laughs> he's going to be pretty pretty well off here. Not yeah. not too long from now. So when you go home, do you see the old? leagues where you played in or or when you went to holy cross or just 
Jalen Palmer's back in the neighborhood. Do you feel that sense that you are a little bit of an inspiration to, you know, your family, but also to other players that see you and want to be like you? What is that like? Definitely. I, it, it's, 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 it's kind of, it's weird. When I say this, don't, 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 don't give me. It's, it's weird now feeling that because I was once in that kid's shoe. Like I always looked up to someone and now I'm that someone to another, another kid. So it's like, wow, like I'm actually inspiring people back at home. But like, I, it's almost every day. Like when I, I work out in the morning, so the little kids come down and work out with me to ask you questions. Actually, a little bit too many questions, but it, it is what it is. It's just a kid <laughs> trying to just learn the game, honestly. So you can't really blame them. But that was one, that was once me. But it, it's 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 crazy to see how much growth I I have done since as a little kid to now, and seeing that I'm now like one of the Roma, even though I haven't. I, obviously, I'm a professional athlete, but the goals make it to big leagues now. But to see how much, how much, what's the right way to say it? How much, to see how people, see how I mean, little kids look up to me now, it's just, it inspires me even more, honestly. Who who are some of the people that when you were a little kid growing up here in, in, in Brooklyn uh, that you looked up to? Like, were, were you a Mets fan? Or like, who did you sort of want to emulate growing up as a, as a and kid? And if you were a Yankees fan, you could be honest, too. You're not going to get hurt. They're not going to do anything to you. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm a New York fan, you know? So I, 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 like, I, like, I like to see New York win, to be honest. Very diplomatic. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but um, there, I, honestly, Derek Jeter was just the, the guy that I – that's my all-time favorite player of all time. Just a, yeah. a gentleman. That As a he, kid growing up playing shortstop in New York, it's pretty obvious that that would probably be your, your, your yeah, guy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's just the way he goes about his business. You, you never see him in no trouble outside the field. He's good on and off the field. Everyone respects him. He, he's, he's just... If if you're from New York and you, and you play shortstop, that, that's, the, that's the guy you, you, want, you want to be like when you grow up. So when you got drafted, obviously when you're drafted at high school, you have a lot of options. Um, you know, you're drafted by a, a local team. So obviously that makes it a little more enticing, but how difficult of a decision was it for you to sign with the Mets rather than going and, you know, trying your, your luck in college and, and doing it again in a couple of years? It, it was, it, it was, it was, a, it was a really hard decision, obviously more, more so that um, like my mom is big on education. So regardless of what, regardless of how my career plans out, like I best believe will get my degree. Like my mom is not playing around about that at all, but just more so like a New York team like drafting me was. I feel like it was such an honor, and and if I do make it, like my story will be like is one of a kind, honestly. So that that's that's really the reason. That's really the reason why I made the decision so tough, to be honest. And now the, the, the fun stuff, 2021 is here and now the minor leagues are changing a little bit. And most all of all these teams are actually three of the four are in New York. So how excited are you to whatever level that you end up at? You can probably have some, you know, family in the stands as opposed to Kingsport, Tennessee, whatever your assignment is for this year. Yes, yeah, it, it would be a dream come true. It's just to see all my friends and family. It, to see me perform at obviously at the highest level, it is it, it, a dream come true, and I and I honestly can't wait for it to happen. I want it to happen already. I can't wait to get back on the field, get back going. But that that day would be a, a very very emotional day for me, for sure. 
So as a guy who grew up playing in, in New York, have you ever had the opportunity to play at, you know, whether it be in Brooklyn at the, the Cyclone Stadium or uh, any of your playoff games in City Field or Yankee Stadium, anything like that? Have you ever played in one of the big clubs? No? Never, never. All right. So the, the, the first time we maybe see you in Brooklyn will be your, your, your first experience. That'll be pretty cool. Yes, sir. What, what are you working on? At this point, after those two years where you're away from home, you're just getting used to the, the the game, you have some coaches and teachers in your ear, you know, showing you this and that. But now, with a year and a half off, what are you looking forward to this year? Um, well, for I just try to develop as a player based off of my past season. So in case for one, one of my red flags was obviously everyone knows it was the strikeouts. So so now um, I'm trying to cut that down, like a half, a half of those. I'm definitely trying to cut the, cut those down for sure. Um, but other other than that, that's like my key focus. But for me, I'm trying to be more consistent. Like I want to have be on a, a daily routine. Rather, it is taking ground balls, hitting, um, running. I just want to be just be as consistent as possible. So that, that's pretty much what I've been working on. So your last experience with the team was was in Kingsport, and you had some pretty high-profile guys with you down there in in uh, in Kingsport with the, the K-Mets that I think, you know, a lot of people looked at Alvarez and looked at Beatty, and um, you sort of snuck up on some people, I think, and had such an impressive season that year that you sort of jumped on the radar in terms of, you know, the, the prospects. But from uh, uh, your own perspective, seeing those guys, um, what is your sort of takeaway – uh, on them, you know, player to player, what did you think of Brett Beatty and his exp- and and what he did with you down there in Kingsport and and Alvarez as well with the, the guy who's getting all the headlines now? Bo- both those guys is very special. They, the, the, those guys, they're they're they're, they're the real deal. But um, Beatty, obviously, we're, we're we're pretty close. But I learned so much from him, honestly, just as a as a as a player, just picking his mind of hitting because obviously everyone knows that he's a tre- tremendous hitter, has great power. So I just like to just pick his mind or like, oh, how, like, why, how come you don't swing at these? Or how come you take these? Or like, well, what's your approach? This and that and third. But um, so with Alvarez too, even though the language barrier is, is kind of crazy, but I still try to pick his mind on on how he goes about his thing as far as the hitting aspect of it. But those guys are, those guys are special and they're, they're going to be something one day for sure. It's it, you probably never even experienced it in high school because you were the guy. But when you're in Kingsport and you're not going to say not the guy, but these are you know multi million dollar teenagers yeah, sure. too. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's got to be nuts to think like, wow, these guys are really good. How cool is it to feed off of that energy for a whole year? It, it was it was it was good. Honestly, it was it, it honestly maybe a better player. Just here, like obviously um, Beatty, like. Hearing what he is—it's not only Beatty too; it's, it's other teammates along that, but mostly Bert Beatty. But like, just it made me a better player. Like, like it's—it's—I it's, can't really explain it because like, it's just so much I could just pick on. But like, that guy's gonna be good. Yeah, sure. no, we were lucky enough to see Brett towards the end of the season in Brooklyn, and I get you know, just hearing you talk about it. What was most impressive, I know for me, was just his approach to the plate and. Um, his strike, just strike zone judgment um, and knowing where, where people were trying to pitch him. And, you know, th- as a guy who was, you know, the high school guy, he's a little bit older than a, nor- a typical high school guy, but his approach was like 
more experienced, well beyond his years sort of thing. So I could see how that would be an interesting guy for, for you to sort of pick his brain. And um, that had to be a, an interesting experience with, you know, a guy who's on your level and being able to learn from your teammates. That's, that's a, a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool thing to be able to do, especially at such a young age. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, I know you really can't go out anywhere, um, but for the next month and a half, uh, what, What's the, what's the food you go to in New York if, if life was normal and you know, I was hey, I'm going to go to Florida pretty soon. I've got to get something local. What is it? Just one meal? I mean, in New York, you can never pick just one meal, but you're the yes. one that you can think of. So obviously a cheat day. That's the cheat day. But I'm a big Italian guy, big Italian guy. Like um, it's either uh, chicken parmesan or I go with a chicken alfredo. Depending on depending on the mood, um, I like Chinese food as well. That's 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 that's, that's up there, and also my mother's home cooked meal for sure. That that's top of the top of top tiers. There's there's nothing beating that. So definitely, nah for sure. No, my my mom's home cooked meal. That's 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 my go to meal before I leave out Florida each and every time. He is a diplomat. He is a New York fan. He loves his mother's cooking above all else. He's Jalen Palmer. He's our guest. Jalen, thank you so much for being on. Good luck this year. No problem. Thank you. Appreciate it.